Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. I'm back. I'm healthy, somewhat. Uh, Cass, thank you so much for stepping in last week. I was down and out for the count with the worst migraine or whatever. I don't know what it was. Um, I feel probably, I felt probably worse than Jesse Micro after that hit. <laughs> um, but Ohio State, you know, they got the job done against Rutgers. It was what you expected um, a blowout, not exciting for the most part. Um, kind of an underwhelming game until the end. This, the, the, the last like quarter was the best part of the game. I think everyone can agree. Cass, what were your biggest takeaways from the game? Um, so my takeaways from the game was I'll start defensively. Wow. Um, Good spot. I think Javante Jean, I think when Tyleek Williams went down and we went in pass rush situations, um, when we put Zach Harrison inside with with Michael Hall Jr., JT Two and Milowal, um, Javante Jean Baptiste and Jack Sawyer and Tommy Eichenberg as our lone linebacker, that was monstrous. Like I love that line too. <laughs> I loved it a lot because, and I said this at the beginning of the year. I mean, we could go back to our summer episodes where I said, I would like to see Zach Harrison inside. Uh, I, you did say that. And I like that. They, I'm not saying he needs to be there permanently, no, no. but in certain situations when you might want to develop a pass rush, I think it works out perfectly. Yeah, per, it does. And I think just the emergence of Michael Holdringer, the way Tommy Eichenberg's playing, and you can almost throw steel chambers to mm-hmm. give Eichenberg a blow. Um, we're going to get home. It, it really yeah. is. We're going to get some start getting some sacks. I think Jim Knowles and Larry Johnson have seen that because I think you're going to start seeing guys get less playing time. I think now we're going to get deep into the Big Ten schedule. You're going to see JTT, Tyreek Williams when he's healthy, Michael Hall Jr., uh, Teron Vincent, um, Zach Sawyer, um, and J- Javante Jean Baptiste and Zach Harrison. Those are the seven linemen we're going to see constantly. And they're all playing high. Like, they're all really playing high level. And I love what they're doing up front. They are so quick. They are so fast. They're getting – and how many times did I, – I don't know how many times I looked at my wife in, in the uh, stands, and I'm like, who the hell's quarterback throwing to for Rutgers? Because he was just chucking the ball. It's like, what are you throwing to, man? He wasn't even making reads. Like, and, they were, and they were running like three, four – Different guys behind <laughs> some, And somehow Burke gave up a touchdown. Explain that to me. I don't know what's wrong with Burke. Um, I think he needs bench for a couple games just to get his mind right. I mean, I but know. The, who do you play over him? Who I, I, I think, think the guys behind think, him already. I think Zaire Brown is. Possibly. I think well, he's J.K. Johnson's played well. Brown has played very, very well. We're supposed to get Cam Browns back soon, um, which this is another point for another conversation throughout the day. But I, I think we have elite safeties, Josh Proctor, Tanner McAllister, Ronnie Hickman, Sonny Styles. Oh, I yeah, are I playing love- lights are playing. Like we have elite safeties. Uh, Sonny. St- I'm, I'm really excited. Cause uh, 
and someone posted this on Twitter, which is the best comparison. They compared, they said next year's defense, it was Sonny Styles and Kai Stokes, but they put it as like Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor. And I think that's just the perfect comparison because that's what I mean. That reminds me of but Sonny Styles. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be, he's, the way he's trending, and you can see he's beginning, to, I think he's beginning to play a lot faster and pick up on the defense. I, I mean, I, I think by, you know, the Michigan game, the game, I think he's making a much bigger impact. And I think he's going to be a guy. I, I agree. I think he what he's done on special teams, he's a freak. CJ Hicks is also was making some plays on yeah, special teams 17, too. The kid's 17 years old, and he's just out there playing with the, with, with the grown folks. Can't even vote yet. Can't, can't even buy a lottery ticket, and he's making plays. It's insane. But I also I want to I want to give it like kudos to um, Javante Jean Baptiste. He uh, the first game I believe it was Notre Dame. He didn't look great, um, and then he's really turned it on. The the game since um, he's one of our best pass rushers. Like he's he's, he's probably the, the best pass rusher. He is, and I wrote an article actually um, for Silver Bulletin. I want to say in January, and it was like the ideal rusher in the Jim Knowles defense. And I had Javante G. Baptiste as one of the guys because I think he's just a natural pass rusher. He's a guy who could put his hand in the dirt and still get to the quarterback. Um, and I just I think with with the emergence of Gene Baptiste and. Zach Harrison sliding inside, it gives this defense a lot, a lot extra room to play with. And, like, we have so many uh, – and Knowles must be just salivating because he has so many chess pieces he can play with. And that's really the beauty of this team. Um, on this defense, I, there's only a few guys that I'm worried that go down because we have so many good guys and so much good depth that um, we can just rotate guys in and out and get massive production. Based on based on the matchups and schemes. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I, th- I think Tommy Eichenberg's playing. He's going to get a. He's getting a tree planted this year. Um, yeah, he's I the think, one guy we can't lose. No, uh, I think Steele would feel. I think Steele would fill that void nicely if Tommy I, Tommy would go down. Uh, but he's not playing. Like Steele's playing all. We might have our our two linebackers might be all first team all Big Ten. I, I mean, hands down. I just think. Our defense is top 10. We're number 10 in the country. I mean, Jim Knowles wants top five, and it's trending in that direction. We've got a nice schedule. We're playing some pretty good, off, decent offenses coming up. I mean, we get a bye week to get healthy next week, which is nice. But this defense, two weeks in a row, 94 yards passing, 80 yards passing, I mean, it's just so deep, Cass. You just go down. I'm just going down the stat sheet. Steel Chambers, 11 tackles. Tommy Eichenberg, 9 tackles. Ronnie Hickman, only 6. Proctor, 5. Our boy Chip Trainum, 4 tackles. And he's a backup linebacker, running back, special teams guy. Um, Cody Simon, 3 tackles. Um, it's just like the depth we have is insane. And it's I feel bad because I, I I feel like some someone's gonna someone's gonna have to give in that room, that linebacker room. I think we're gonna see a guy or two transfer next year, unfortunately. Um, I don't. But, I, I think, I think um, Chip Trainum is going to be gone. Uh, Trotter Mitchell is going to be gone. You're just going to see a lot of guys. I, I don't. I think if Tommy Eichenberg keeps playing the way he is, he's going to be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, he's going to be. He's going to be getting an NFL contract. You're, you're talking about a guy who went 45 snaps against Tulsa without recording his sack. Yeah, and I, I will say too. 
I think, unfortunately, the defense played great. The, 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 the 10 on the board that we gave up, that was not the defense's fault for the most part. Uh, well, that Denzel, was, I blame Denzel Burt. I do, but you also have to kind of look at it, what happened there. They got the ball inside, like, the 15 because Abugo couldn't field a punt. Yeah, so Ohio so, State's only averaging 14.8 points a game. Um, opponents have only gotten – opponents have gotten 63 first downs. It's not bad. They've only given up a 552 yards rushing. That's pretty darn good in six game, five games. We're the number one offense in the country, and it's I mean it's us, I believe Tennessee, and then Bama. Um, it, 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 oh, I, I'm really just pleased of how this team is trending, and what I love the most, and kind of segue on the offense. Um, uh, real quick before you go that way, I'm I've got. Defensive stats real quick. Okay. Uh, Tommy Eichenberg has 42 tackles on the season. 23 unassisted, 19 assisted, 42 tackles, five and a half tackles for loss. He's a heat-seeking missile. I mean, that's what he is. Steel Chambers, 30 total tackles, 18 unassisted. Isn't it nice to have – and then I'm going to throw Cody Simon. Cody Simon sitting at number – Five, right at number five on the team. Cody Simon, 17 to- ta- total tackles. Three of our, three of the top five tacklers on this team are linebackers. Isn't it nice? It's it's nice having a guy like Cody Simon, too, because I, there's going to be an inevitable targeting penalty on one Steel yeah. Chambers and or how Tommy about, Eichenberg. And how about Lathan Ransom, who's only played four games, 18 total tackles? Yeah, right. Lathan's been a dog. Uh, he's been quiet, but he's he's gonna he's he's obviously been one one of the key guys on that defense too. By the way, guess who our sack leader is on the team? Javante Jean Baptiste. Yes, two. Yep. Uh, Michael Hall Jr. Two. Jack Sawyer has two as well. I think I think one of those is gonna pick up soon. Yeah, JTT. I mean, a lot of people is like, oh, finally you're seeing Zach Harrison. Uh, Zach Harrison um, finally show up. People forget he was lethal in the run game last year. It's just people. His the problem with Zach Harrison is people set his bar clear up here because of Chase Young. He came right after Chase Young, and he hasn't had the proper. I mean, he's had Larry Johnson, but he hasn't had the proper schematic to help him, and he's finally getting that where he could finally play, be anywhere on that defensive line and play. I think Zach Harrison, uh, I think we got, we did it. We, we, and this is, this is our fault. I think this is Twitter's fault. This is the message board's fault. We, we set the guy up for failure. Yes. We basically thought he was going to be the new Chase Young, new Bosa. We need to be better about that. But really at the end of the day, I think the best comparison to Zach Harrison right now is a guy like, Jalen Holmes. I think that is probably yep. a guy like it, that's a great player. <laughs> like, I'll take a hundred Jalen Holmes. Don't get me wrong. It's just you know it, 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 when you compare you know Nick Bosa to Jalen Holmes, it seems like it seems like you know oh he's a bust. But at the end of the day, Jalen Holmes is an NFL NFL defensive tackle for the Bears, um, having a pretty good career as well. So I think Zach Harrison is 
is fine. He's playing great. He's putting it all together. I have no complaints about Zach Harrison. I'm just happy, you know, he's 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 in a position now where he's he he seems, you know, at home. And he and I, every time I watch a game too, he's always getting into the backfield. He's always generating pressure. I, I really haven't had an issue with Zach Harrison at all this season. Where last season I was like, oh, you know, he got there, but he didn't make the tackle. Now it's just he's getting there, and he looks a lot lighter too. Yeah, he he looks quicker. Yeah. All right, let's just talk about quicker. Let's talk about this offense real quick. Yes. Um, Mayan Williams. I mean, enough said, dude. uh, Travion. By the way, people, Travion was walking with a little bit of a limp on the sidelines. I was at the game. You could tell like something was off. So sit him down. Sit him down. It's Rutgers. You don't yeah. need him. And also, he he played like a couple. He only played like a series or two against Rutgers last year because he he got like a stinger. I want to say in the neck or something. Yeah. So it's just Trayvon doesn't play against Rutgers. We know this. Yeah. So Mayan goes off 179 yards, five touchdowns. Enough said. He just the uh, passing game wasn't there. That that's what I want to talk about the most is the passing game. First off, Paris Johnson Jr. 661 snaps. First rounder. 2020. Has not given up a sack. He's Dude, a first rounder. He's a monster. He's a first rounder. Love seeing him play at uh, tackle. This offensive line, and what I love about this offensive line, we score a touchdown. And I'm looking at Justin Fry on the sidelines, and he is ripping into Dewan Jones, Donovan Jackson. He's mad. I, that's I'm a good like line, a, Coach. It's It sounds cruel, but you got, like, the, the, that's, that's how a good line out coach, of coach stud. Yeah. That's what we missed out of Coach Stud. And I love it, Ju- Justin Fry, just going after his dudes. Offensive line, I think they're meaner. They're more aggressive. That's why Mayan Williams is able to pop these big runs. I I want to touch upon this cast. Obviously, we're against the receivers, and they did not have a good day. No. But you know this offense is lethal, and it's deadly, and it's just it's complete because we had a terrible – not a terrible day, but not a great Ohio State average. passing day. Average, and, uh, I would say below – honestly, below average, Almost to be honest. Yeah, I mean, what do we have? Only 154 100, yards passing. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, from Stroud. That's a below average day. Um, but – being able to not just win, dominate a game with with just with one of your main backs out too. Being able to dominate a game, and Mayan Williams put up 189 yards and a school record along with Keith Byers and um uh, who else? Keith Johnson. Keith Johnson, yeah. Um, school record five touchdowns. It, it, it that that dynamic is scary. Because Ohio State has shown that we can beat you. If you take away the pass, we're going to beat you with the run. If, we, if you're going to take away the run, we're going to beat you with the pass. There is simply no answers for this. The only thing that teams could do is, hey, we're going to load up the box and play man-to-man. Because right now, I think – and I think it's just because who we played. These receivers had an off game. I mean, yeah. it looked like Marvin Harrison was just Mar- – they were going through the motions outside of Julian Fleming. These guys were going yeah. through the motions. It really and, was. And and honestly, that like if they load up the box and play man to man, that's probably the formula to beat Ohio State. It, it, but like playing man to man against Marvin Harrison Jr. Mecca Buka, that's a dangerous game. And if we get JSN back, that's a very dangerous game. And we're also, you know, at the end of the day too, that could be the day that Stroud says, "I'm going to run." 
like that. I mean, if they do that, possibly Stroud has that trick up his sleeve. Then that's that's the Joker card right there. If Stroud pulls that out in a big game, because I'm thinking like Georgia or Bama might be able to do. I, you I know, load the box, play man, but I think that C.J. Stroud needed a game like this to mm-hmm. humble himself back. I mean, the dude doesn't care about stats. He just wants to win, which I love. I mean, I love that out of him. I love the leadership he shows. I mean, I love that he gets frustrated when things don't go, you know, go their, their team's way because that shows pretty good leadership. He's, you know, he's, I think he's grown a lot. I think he needed a game like this just to be able to sit back and say, hey, I'm not perfect. I got to work and, on some things. And that's fine. And honestly, though, I don't think it's going to hurt him this game because you look at the other Heisman competition, like Hedden Hooker was idle this week. He didn't do anything, didn't do anything to Bryce really Young impress. Hurt. Bryce Young probably, I mean, that's probably done. The high, I mean, based on Caleb the Williams, injury. Eh. Caleb Williams is, I mean, it, it, Caleb Williams, I think, is ascending. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, this game didn't hurt Stroud's Heisman hopes. I mean, he could have thrown, thrown for eight touchdowns against Rutgers and he would have dropped. <laughs> he's still the front runner. He's yeah. still really, I mean, he still is. I think Ohio State, I just think they needed a game like this to get, to work on things, to get their confidence back up. They had their Michigan State. Uh, this week, so I'm happy. Special teams, I'm happy about special teams. Oh. I, I think Jesse Murko. Before we get into the fake punt, before we get into the fake punt, and we talk more about this, dude's a dog at punting, landing stuff inside the five. Uh, could have been a third one inside the five. I mean, he's punting real good. Don't know anything about Noah Ruggles. I mean, he, but the kickoff team is you know feisty, and you know they're not allowing big big plays. I, it's they look the special teams looking good, but Jesse Murko had a set of stones that you know he just hey he saw it he's a rugby style punter. They rushed. Kudos to Rutgers for failing on a <laughs> all out block on going the opposite way that he rolls out the punt, and Jesse Murko read that and Crookshank is a bitch. Yeah, it, I, I look all right. I'm not going to lie. Mirko, great play. And you absolutely <laughs> want – if you're coach to do that, totally fine. Look, Greg Shiana, you can't come into here, do an onside kick in the first quarter and like th- 30 other trick plays and get upset when a kid – it's not even – it wasn't a trick play. It, people, and, it, and try to attempt to do another one. Uh, I, I mean, you also have to look at it like this. Mirko, Mirko hasn't – I don't think he punted at all prior to that. I'm pretty sure he was not. He didn't punt once. Um, I so think he did one time. Maybe he like. And I'm not gonna lie, he kind of deserved to get hit a little hard. He, I think he saw some daylight. I think he tried to house that. Let's not lie. He, I think he, I think he thought. Yeah, you know, when he got the first down, he, he didn't like, deserve to get it, hit like that. He, he went out he of bounds. He, he didn't deserve it, but like, I don't think he's upset. I think he's no. fine. He, 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 he. I think, I think if he would have tried to keep it inside the inside instead of stepping out of the bounds, then yeah, I would. If I was on Rutgers and I saw that, and he, I wouldn't have hit him out late out of bounds. I think I would have if he stayed in bounds. I think I would have cheap shot at him. I, I ain't gonna lie. If he stayed in bounds <laughs> and tried to juke people, I mean, actually, he probably would have juked me out of my shorts. I think. I mean, I don't know why he ran out of bounds. I think, like, it, I don't know. It's you, you, in that situation, you either got to go out of bounds a little earlier, I think, or you, you're, you're housing that. There's or, no in between because they're gonna smack you either way. 
Or he hits you like Sean Taylor did to Brian Mormon in the uh, <laughs> Pro Bowl. I and look, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. It was dirt. All right, it was dirt. I'm not gonna. It was dirty. <laughs> I'm not even saying. What are you talking dirty. about? It was dirty. Dirty. <laughs> it was 100 percent dirty. But I understand where Crookshank's coming from. Um, it, it, it's football. It's a contact sport. It happens. And I know. I, I need to address. I, I want to address two things. One. Um, while we're on special teams, Jaden Fielding, our kickoff kicker, might be one of the best kickoff kickers in the country because every time it's 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 a touchback. Um, I'm actually concerned for a kickoff coverage team; they're not getting enough reps of live returns, which could be a problem. But like Fielding, stud, love him. Um, number two, uh, who wins in a fight, Greg Schiano or Ryan Day? And I actually want to kind of break this down. Um, uh. I don't know. I don't think I, – I think Ryan Day is too nice. He's got the dog in him, though. Like, and I know that term's used so much. He was a line, middle – what was he, a middle linebacker and a quarterback in college. Um, he's, he's a scrappy dude. Greg was a linebacker, but Greg's a little I, older. I think, I think Greg would win. I think Greg would win. Uh, Greg's a little bigger. Let's do coaching staff versus coaching staff. It's Ohio well, State. All I together. love – I loved how Ryan Day made sure to have Mickey Marotti behind him there as like his personal bodyguard. Did you see that during the handshake yes. line? He had him lined up like like he was he was in Game of Thrones, and that was his king's guard. I, Mickey Marotti versus Greg Schiano. I think that's the uh, that's the fight. Yeah, Mickey Marotti wins. Ryan Day. Ryan Day would be like if you watch WWE. Ryan Day would be like Paul Heyman, and Mickey Marotti would be Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I love Ryan Day though. Or it's or it's uh, ECW One Night Stand, and we got uh, all aiming out there <laughs> with Greg, Art Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, Greg Schiano's Eric Bischoff, and then we got Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman coming. Tennessee Jeff's the Sandman, like coming Dude, down. I, I want to know who held Tennessee Jeff back in the state. That's that is the question because we know Tennessee Jeff had the green light. I think, I think, I think there's a contingency plan where if there's a brawl brawl on the field, Tennessee Jeff is legally obligated by the university and Gene Smith to defend Ryan Day, and I'm, I'm positive that's a real thing. <laughs> oh man, let's move on to Sparty. <laughs> really, let's move on. To let's Sparty. move on. Oh, I want to address the targeting. The targeting I posted on Twitter real quick. 100% targeting. Um, it wasn't the crown of the helmet, but he was defenseless, falling to the ground, and it was to the head. And uh, it, it, it was absolutely, if you look at the definition of targeting, you follow the elements, it fit targeting. Um, and some people who are saying, oh, I don't watch football. No, I watched too much football. I literally watched 48 hours straight football on the weekend. I know what I'm talking about. I know what targeting is. He he was – Abuka should have caught it, and it was a terrible day for the receivers in my opinion, like like we were saying. But I thought that was targeting on Rutgers. But it's fine. Crookshank hit, 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 micro. It's targeting uh, a different let, way. Let me – let me before we go into this season, Georgia fans, shut up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know – like, you don't know what you're talking about. You wanted to argue with me and say that Missouri was a tougher place to play. 
It's because they're in the SEC. Missouri was a mediocre Big 12 school before they came to the SEC. That like, was a great – that was a I'm, – I'm really happy with that. I'm 100% behind that Missouri threw that damn game because they were running them, gashing them up the middle all night long. Soon as Georgia takes the lead, they throw three straight passes incomplete and punt. Cass, what did I tell you at the end of the second half? Yeah, it was that a- tackle at the one. The, the the guy on Georgia who chased that running back down and made the tackle at the one. That That's was actually the, difference the in play. The game. I, I think the play after because the false start. They had the ball on the one, and they were getting ready to do a well, quarterback sneak, yeah. and the false start happened. Well, and that's why that's why the tackle at the one is so freaking crucial. That saved four points, and Georgia wins by four. That is literally the play of the game. That, that I mean, when when he made that tackle too, I knew I knew they weren't going to win that because you gotta when you're fight, fighting a, a team like Georgia or like a high ranked team, you gotta finish. You gotta you gotta and, put them to bed. You gotta kill them while you got the chance. What's, and what's the severity of Bryce Young's injury? I really do. I'm sorry. I watched the highlight. He he landed on a shorter, and then the next play, he threw the ball. You could see that t- muscle tear. Like it looked like a tear. They're saying he sprained his shoulder. I'm going to tell you right now. I bet he has problems with it for the rest of the year. I think if he plays this week, it, it's a tough situation because it's it, it could it be like a Baker me in. Baker it could Mayfield. be a Braxton Miller. Yeah, like or is it like a Baker Mayfield Brown slash yeah. he's just playing hurt and he can't even throw? That's a great question. That's that's gonna be remain to be seen, honestly, Cass. I mean, I think they get by this week with uh Texas AM. And by the way, if you're listening to Zach Smith's podcast, Urban Meyer's not going to Texas AM. No, 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 no. I mean, I no, know there's he, he's I going there's, he's go, he's going to uh uh Wisconsin now. <laughs> he's going to Michigan this week. To oh, no, he's going to Bloomington this week <laughs> for big noon kickoff for Michigan. And then next week he's going back to Michigan for Penn State big noon kickoff. He, he's given Ryan Day all the secrets is, 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 the, is, the, uh, is what's happening. It's, it's a known fact apparently. Apparently, you know, Urban Meyer's just scouting the maize and blue and just giving everything to Ryan Day. Oh, my God. I hate Michigan fans. I can't wait. Like, I don't even read the comments on those Big Ten, uh, Big Ten posts because it's just like there's so many stupid people out there. Like, Ryan, Ryan uh, Urban Meyer hasn't coached our team in in, in since twenty nine since twenty eighteen. Well, I guess twenty nineteen because January first Rose Bowl. But and he's still living in Michigan heads, Michigan fans' heads rent free. It's actually amazing. Yeah, Michigan State this week. Oh my God. I mean, I think the only thing that I'm worried about is it being our first road game and <laughs> away from the shoe. I watched these guys play Maryland, and they are so they bad. Are bad. So I, I am terrified because we are going to the woodshed. <laughs> so, which is the which is the most unfitting name for a stadium ever? Michigan State Stadium called the woodshed, but we're traveling. Isn't it to the Spartan woodshed. Stadium? Yeah, no, no. Mel Tucker calls it the woodshed. It's it's the it's the it's the culture change, man. It's uh, it's a joke. I mean, it, they they there's no reason we shouldn't smack them, especially after what we saw last year. Um, but, it defies but, logic that the spread's twenty two. I think we cover. I really do, but I think it's like we get into the fourth quarter and then we score and we finally cover. Like it's going to be one of those type of games. 
Um, by the way, last time we were at East Lansing, CJ Stroud ran for a, a touchdown. That's right. Justin Maybe he should just change his number back to 14. I'm just kidding. That that would be kind of a play. <laughs> he should do that for the playoff, I think. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we'll have an issue this week. I think I'm predicting Travion Henderson going off this week. If he plays. if He's I mean, going to play. I think – I mean, I, I just think – our, our, I, I'm going to keep it simple on this. I think our receivers have a big day. I think Abuka has a big day in Harrison Jr. Just because they had, I mean, they got janitors. They got, they got, they got janitors. They got DoorDash drivers. They got plumbers at corner and safety, Michigan State. And they did last year. And I didn't think it was that bad until I was actually at the game and I watched, you know, Chris Olave Garrett Wilson score every time they got the ball. Um, it's – I'll say Michigan State, they do have a quarterback kind of, and they got Reed, the receiver. I had their I, stats up, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, they're all – they're all right. Peyton Thorne, 1,121 1, yards, eight touchdowns completing. He has a QBR of 54. It's not good. I mean, he's not good. Jalen Berger, 59 carries for 301 yards, four touchdowns. He's averaging five and 5.1 a clip, um, which is interesting. But I, Berger never has, like, he's never um, struck me as someone who, like, I'm worried of. The only they guy. Have, they have the 99th rushing offense and the 73rd passing offense. They have the second worst time of possession in college football. They are not holding on to the ball. Um, as well, um, Keon Coleman uh, is there. He's not I mean, bad. He's, he's he's good, I think. Um, and, and I hear I hear AutoZone ad playing out of nowhere, and I don't know where that came from. I can't hear it. So you're good. Oh, um, okay, yeah. But I was saying, T- an AutoZone just started playing in my ear. So shout out AutoZone. You're on the podcast. Sponsor <laughs> us. Um, but Keon Coleman, he's he's probably. The, I mean, he's the guy that interests me because he's he's their big receiver six four leading receiver jump ball guy can kind of be a vertical threat um he's a guy i think obviously burke will probably have trouble with just based on everything we've seen this year unfortunately but maybe burke hey, surprises maybe, us yeah maybe burke has a big game this week and um yeah peyton thorn jesus eight touchdowns six interceptions Woo! and they're just not holding the ball a lot which is a problem so um, that's gonna. I mean, that means if we're gonna, I think that the way that trends, if they're if they're like giving up possession quickly, they're, our offense is gonna have a chance Kendall, to put up a lot of points. Kendall Brooks, a cornerback, has more tackle has is the most has the most tackles. I will say one thing nice about Michigan State: they have one fewer penalty than us. So um, coached well, like good coaching, I guess. <laughs> All right. Score, I, I have nothing. I mean, they looked awful against Maryland. They looked awful against Washington. Score predictions uh, were a 22-point favorite. It, yeah, it's um, – I feel like, though, I will say this. They're a, a wounded animal is very dangerous. I think they are very um, wounded right now. Their pride is hurt. They've lost three in a row. They aren't – I think they're better than losing three in a row straight. 
with that being said, <laughs> I think we get I think I think I think it's the same score as the Rutgers game, 49-10. I think that's that's what uh, we should expect. I'm going with 38-7. Okay, that's fair. It's yeah, I mean it's I think uh, we should cover there's no excuses for us not to cover. I mean, no, the only way the only way this something goes bad is if um, the storms roll in and East Lansing and it's somehow snow or rain, <laughs> wind. It's possible, and then we just play bad. Um, I mean, there's no reason why. Every metric you look at, Ohio State should beat them, but it it just comes down to I think weather and how how. Um, fired up Michigan State is to play this. And, you know, I bet you they are fired up because at this point, this is probably the game of the season for them. 56 and sunny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's curtains then. (laughs) Sorry. Tuck coming. Tuck coming. (laughs) Then we get a bye week. Then we get a bye week and, you know, the rest is history. Uh, Keys to the victory. Don't get road tested. Don't get um, don't be roadkill, I guess. I mean, I'm just trying to think of an analogy of don't be sleepwalking, basically, because you're on the road for the first time. I, I would say, yeah. And don't th- turn the ball over and tackle. I, I would say just play – just take what the defense gives you. If, and you play know, Buckeye if, football. <laughs> let's not overcomplicate it. If, you know, they're taking away the passing, give it to Mayan. If if they're taking away Mayan and Travion, throw it to Marvin Harrison and Abuka. Just just pull, whatever – do do whatever the defense gives you. Keep that simple. And then defensively, don't let the receivers make a couple big plays on us because that's the right. only way I think they keep this close. They Our DBs would have to basically fall asleep at the wheel – and Thorne and his receivers would have to get hot. I don't see Berger and them running the ball against us because they're, they're they're just not good at running and they can't hold they can't sustain a running offense, uh, in my opinion. All right, Buckeye. which of course B- Berger will now have more yards than Kenneth Walker in this game. But all right, we we talked about this. We thought about doing this last week. It is now quarter of the season is over. Um. I think we could start – things are starting to fiddle in together. Start – let's revise our call. We'll get – hey, we're going to do this two more times probably. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, halfway through the season. Um, revising our college football playoff picks, if we do. Is it, Are we going to do – are we going to do four and then first two out? Yes, four and first two out. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I think that's the fairest way to kind of do this. Um, just – I, I could start if you want me to. I have I had I think I believe I had a Alabama as the number one seed at the beginning of the year. I have the Buckeyes, the number one seed. I have Alabama, the two. I have Clemson the three. And I have USC the fourth. Ohio State, USC in Fiesta Bowl in Phoenix and in Alabama versus Clemson in the Peach Bowl. I know I'm, I just don't see enough out of the ACC for Clemson to lose. Um, I think there there's two shots that they were going to lose were Wake Forest and NC State, and they overcame that. And they both, and they won. 
But obviously, I think Ohio State and Alabama are going to go to the national championship. First two out, Georgia and Michigan. No, no, not even Georgia. No, Michigan and Tennessee. I like it. Are my first two out. I I mean, I really do like Tennessee. Um, I uh, Unfortunately, though, I just I don't think they're there yet. They're so close, and they're, they're, they're like America's darling because they're like the, the third best SEC team. Um, they're fun to watch offensively. I just think they're just not there yet, unfortunately. I think when they play Georgia or Bama, they, they will lose and get exposed. Um, but they are very good. They're New Year's Six worthy, but they're just not there yet. Um, my, my number one, I'm still going to go with Georgia at number one. The, look, the Missouri game was terrible for them. Um, I still think, though, they're a good team. Um, and I was kind of looking at the roster, watching that game. I, Bowser's such a freak. Um, and that I think I think Georgia goes as far as um, their running back, Milton, takes them. Um, I think that's the one thing they're kind of missing, um, a consistent running game. Um, and Stetson Bennett looked fine, in my opinion. I think, I, like I said, he's a September Heisman candidate. Um, October happens and, you know, he looked, he, his, his colors start to show, but he is a national championship winning quarterback. They've had the most impressive win, uh, against Oregon, I think this year. So I think George is my number one, number two, Ohio state right there. You can absolutely make the argument. I'm just trying to be fair, uh, for the one, for the first time in the history of this podcast, I'm actually trying to not give a biased take, uh, cause it's the college football ranking. So I try to take, I take this more seriously than voting. Um, so I got Ohio State number two. If them and Georgia don't play it on the field, it's 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 a coin flip. Honestly, it, it's really just comes down to offense versus defense. Um, number three, I'm gonna go with Michigan. I, Michigan, I think, uh, with McCarthy at the helm, they're a little more dangerous. Um, that offense is probably one of the most dynamic offenses they have had in years. Which is, you know, it, it's crazy to think. Uh, this, like this time last year, we were still kind of questioning Harbaugh and everything. Now that now the program and offense looks looks decent for the most part. So I have them at three. I think I mean we're setting up for a huge collision course in Columbus um, Saturday after Thanksgiving. Number four, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Bama at number four. So you still have the same four, just different I, order. I do. Um, I'm dropping Bama, though, because um, the Bryce Young injury. I still think what we saw Bama, they'll pull off um, in the second half against Arkansas. They, they're still so – they're coached so well. The saving system, you have to believe it and trust so it, unfortunately. Basically, you just flip-flopped Michigan and Alabama. I did. I did. I, I, I mean, I think right now if Michigan were to play Bama – on a neutral field, I think <laughs> and I can't believe I'm freaking saying this on this show. I think without Bryce Young and Michigan with McCarthy, I think Michigan wins. I think so you're, spread. So you're setting up Ohio State versus Michigan and and wherever the national championship game is, SoFi Stadium in LA. Uh, I'm I'm setting it up, or I'm setting it up. Um, oh, no, no. First round. No, so no, you'd be Ohio State, Michigan, yet. Yeah. Uh, two, three out, matchup out in Glendale. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I got that. And then my first, my first, uh, my first two out. I got at number five. 
Penn State. <laughs> I think Penn State, and they're gonna they're gonna lose now this week because because we have them. This is you know once Penn they, State's they're up, off this week. They play Michigan. Uh, Michigan, yeah. I think I mean that's that's a big one. I, whoever wins that is gonna is a top top ten. So team. you have okay. So how is Penn State gonna be the number five? Is there gonna be a ton of two lost teams? I got. Oh well, are you are are you saying how the season ends or based on how they performed right now? Because I'm just going based on how they performed. Oh, based. I went by seasons in. I. Oh, 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 okay. Based on okay, I I would have the same if based on season perform right now, I would have Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan, Georgia as well. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, but that's at the end of this, and then USC number five. Um, number five, and then six would be Tennessee as well. I think that's in my top ten that I do every week, I believe. Okay. Um, but I think I was going at the end of the season, which I think, yeah. And I got, as my sixth spot, I do have, I hate to say it, I have Clemson, and I don't like them at all. I don't like them either. I, 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 just... I, I, hate, I hate them, but I feel like this is a team that unfortunately is just coached well. Um, and that's really because like Ugalele is not good, but the ship that Shipley kid, he's kind of electric, but I don't like him. He's like he he's like a little snotty little preppy kid, and, and I don't like him. And he's like he's like a Christian Leitner. I feel like he's like the I, villain. I think there's a huge gap between the top four right now. The because we both have the same top four as mm-hmm. right now. What it stands. Yes, I mean, yeah. I think there's I mean, a huge gap. Yeah, I I do agree. It's it, it drops off, and then my honorable mention, obviously, USC was just there, but they didn't. I I didn't love their performance against Arizona State. Um, I think I I don't trust that defense still. I just I I I'm I'm not a believer in that defense. Caleb Williams and that receiving core. Um, and that that offense is dynamic, but they're gonna mark my words. They're gonna dro- drop a game or two. Pac twelve after they play dark. UCL, dude. UCLA is a trending team. Yeah, they they really are. Um, I I, I the I see Pac twelve after dark getting USC though. The way this is going, um, but they're delightful to watch. They're like they're like a Tennessee, exciting America's sweetheart. Like we love to watch them, but you're just not you're not there yet. Right. You're not getting invited to the get right. the Met, All right. the Met Gala. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. New Year's Six real quick. Obviously, we have Peach. I have the Peach. Uh, Alabama versus Clemson. I have at the end of the year. We're doing end of the year. You could change your final four however you want. You know, at the end of the year, I have Alabama versus uh, Clemson in the Peach Fiesta Bowl. Ohio State USC um, Rose Bowl. I have Utah. Against Michigan, I have in the Cotton Bowl, which would be SEC, Georgia. No, no, no. I had Tennessee higher than Georgia. I had Tennessee. Hear me? Tennessee uh, versus Tennessee. And they go. That would be the Sugar Bowl. Scratch that. Sugar yeah. Bowl. I'm sorry. Tennessee, Cotton, Kansas. <laughs> Cotton Bowl. I I'm going to say it right here. Coastal Carolina versus Penn State. In the I had some, that would be an amazing game. I'd be so excited. In the Cotton that. Bowl. The Orange Bowl, which would be ACC, right? Yeah. Because the ACC, too. I'm going Florida State. I think they're the second best team in the ACC, even though they lost this weekend. I'm going Florida State versus another at-large 
Um, let's do let's do Florida State versus USC be in it. Remember Ole Miss? Maybe Ole Miss. Yeah, or, I can see let's that. Let's do Ole Miss. Ole That's Miss. fair. That seems about fair for Ole Miss, honestly. Sugar Bowl. I have Tennessee versus TCU. I really like TCU. That's my New Year's Six Bowl. At the end of the year, at the end of the year, because as of right now, the top final four, the the four are Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. I mean, there's there's no, but those teams play each other. That's why they cancel out. Like, see, I still think. I mean, I I I really think this is setting up for where um, Michigan's going to be undefeated and Ohio State's going to be undefeated, and we're going to beat them in a close game. Um, a well-fought game, and they're still going to get in because they're going to – if, you you know, if your one it loss is to just, us. I just think that – I think a one-loss Pac-12 or a one-loss Big 12 get in. I really do. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Look, or uh, Clemson or a one-loss Clemson ACC. I, I really don't – I think they're not going to – I think the, if you have all those yeah. one-loss teams – It gets to the most it, deserving yeah. versus best. If we're going yeah. best, I – I think Michigan's way better than Clemson. If you put well, like, yeah. if you and put USC and absolutely, if you put if you put them on a field um, together, I mean, I think I, I think just, I think TCU is the team to watch out for in the Big Twelve. I really do. Not not the Jayhawks. No. Which they're is, get, I mean, I think they're that's get, amazing. I think they're going to get boat raced this weekend. They play TCU. That's where college game day is. I love that. Yeah. And big noon kickoffs in Bloomington. It's going to be a good weekend of college football. I'm excited. Yeah. It's always a good weekend of college so football. What, what are you, at, at the end of the year, at the end of the year, what do your New Year's Six look like um, at the end of the year? I mean, you can either go with your same Final Four you got. I mean, I'm, I'm keeping the Final Four. I, I, I'm staying true to that prediction because you also have to – the way this is also trending, Cass, um, if Bama loses a game or something, let's say, without Bryce Young, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And, and Georgia could lose the SEC championship and probably still get in the playoff the way the way, the, the way we've seen it in the past. I mean, they, literally will last they do, year. Will they do back-to-back games versus like versus like that? Georgia versus Alabama back to back games. No, they'll stagger it. They'll they'll absolutely. I mean, I, there would I be Ohio State versus Georgia, or, or I'm gonna say Ohio Alabama. State. I'm gonna say Ohio State versus Bama because it'll be two three. Ohio State versus Bama two three, and then Georgia versus Michigan one four. So at the Peach and then at the yeah okay. yeah Georgia gets the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Um, Ohio State Michigan gets was it the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, Fiesta Bowl and what's next? The Cotton Bowl. Um I'm gonna do on the Cotton Bowl, who is there anyone else besides Coastal Carolina that's like a big at large on? Cotton Bowl can be anyone, right? Yeah, but I think your if you way your standings are, I think you'd be your Rose Bowl would be Penn State and whoever your Pac-12 champion is, which would be USC because the way yeah. your standings are. Yeah, Penn State, USC, Rose Bowl for sure. 
um cotton ball it, it, cotton ball could be anyone though right it's like yeah, I, I would yeah, I would, I would say give me <laughs> give me a coastal no nah, no nah, nah. nah, give me Kansas 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 and the cotton ball I think yeah give us Kansas and the cotton ball versus Tennessee there we go who's going to Sugar Bowl as the SEC and Big 12 versus Big 12. Because, I mean, you could put that as your Sugar Bowl. Kansas. I would ask oh, oh, Ole Miss. Okay, Ole Miss versus TCU. Your, oh, Big 12 champion TCU. Yeah, I think Ole Miss versus TCU would be. All right, okay. Flip. No, no. Flip Ole Miss to the Cotton Bowl, Tennessee to the Sugar. There you go. Mm. So Ole Miss versus Kansas Cotton Bowl, and then TCU. Um, TCU, yeah. TCU of Tennessee, sugar. And then, and then the Orange Bowl, Bowl Clemson versus another at-large. At-large, on. Oh, my goodness, Cass. Um, AP top. I'm just literally going down to AP top 25 and seeing who, who would be next, Hawn. Um... Hmm. Oh, this is tough, man. This is tough. Oh, my goodness. Um, Utah, I guess. They'll somehow put Utah there. I think think the Cotton Bowl is – I mean, I know – like, I feel like they would put Utah in the Cotton – Maybe Utah, yeah. Utah and the Cotton. Oh, Miss then, Clemson. Oh. Yeah. 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 It, remove Coastal, unfortunately. It'll be Utah versus Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> and then Texas would go to the Holiday Bowl versus San Diego State. Our Cheese It Bowl. The Duke's Mayo Bowl would be Minnesota. NC State. God, and PJ Fleck rose the boat in a in mayonnaise. Oh my goodness! It's just a it's just a lake of mayonnaise, and he's just uh, <laughs> row the boat in mayonnaise. Which, by uh, the way, uh, the keep chopping motto by Rutgers, and they get upset after we they like after we keep chopping, we we keep playing against a team that's motto is keep chopping. By it's the, the most way, ludicrous this, thing. I just gotta by, bring that up. By the way, the Ohio State spreads up to twenty seven. Interesting. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's time for our pickums. I forget what we, we're got the next week. We're gonna have to really dive in to see how we're doing. Okay. Yeah, and this was a bad week for me. I think I went two and. I only got to, I'm literally 500 again. I literally, I, did, I think I went two and six or whatever. Um, to be fair, Cass, I was just texting you my picks, like as I was on my way to the doctors to get a COVID test. Since, um, since I chose them last week, you could choose them this week. I think, I think I deserve a mulligan. I literally didn't. I was just like, I literally looked at what you said. I'm like, all right, give me the opposite. <laughs> give me the opposite. Fade this, fade this. I was not. I was not even looking. I I, right. I I made some dumb decisions real quick. I don't think that should count. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's you choose. Go. You choose. Okay. I appreciate that. Um. Uh, let's start. Let's start. Um. College game day. TCU at Kansas. 
I'm, I already said I'm, I'm taking TCU in the six and a half all the way. And what's crazy about this? Tickets only twenty six dollars. Are you writing these down? No, I am not. All right. Uh, yeah, you're usually the scribe on this. Um, TCU is minus six and a half. Uh, give me Kansas plus six and a half. Rock chalk Jayhawk. It's at home. It's gonna be electric. Um, let's do it. Let's do Kansas, man. <laughs> oh, by the way, their quarterback. Uh, Electric, yeah. but September Heisman. <laughs> How many September Heisman do you have? <laughs> uh, Stetson Bennett, um, the the Kansas quarterback, and I'm gonna say that that's it. All righty, all right. So that's one. Oh, let's do it noon. Red River Shootout. It's irrelevant this year. Texas is a favorite. By the way, seven uh, points. By the way, this is the first time that um, that is the only Big Twelve team, Big Twelve matchup this week, where Texas and Oklahoma are, are the only two teams that are not. Well, Texas Tech is not ranked, uh-huh. but the matchup is between unranked opponents. Yeah, I got what you're. I got what you're saying. I like Texas. I don't trust Oklahoma. I like Texas straight up, honestly. I, I no, I think I mean when it comes to offense, Oklahoma's offense is just still so much better. Uh, believe it or not, um, Texas they're tied for 80, 86th in yards. Oklahoma's twenty sixth. Texas has a little better defense, but this is the Red River shootout, not the Red River punt fest. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma um, plus, what is it, plus seven. So far, this is like the first week where we're back-to-back not taken. I, I like it, though. Um, that this, this, is, this is how it is, man. Um, do we want to do any um, – I can't believe Georgia and Auburn. Georgia is a 30-point favorite. Here's a one. Here's one. Utah yeah. secretly I, good I, game. I, I knew you were gonna say that too. I was scrolling like we started the new games and it went down. <laughs> Utah, UCLA. Utah's a three and a half point favorite. The Rose Bowl will have maybe six thousand people instead of their normal four. I like. I like. I honestly like UCLA here. Um, because I'm going to take UCLA plus three and a half. I like UCLA because they can, they have that power run off. They can you run power off with Charbonnet and you their quarterback what? is, is pretty mobile. And I, good. I think I'm right there with you. After thinking about this, I'm going to take the Bruins as well. It's that's I feel like that's a game that they should win at home for some reason. The way, the way, the way they've looked. I mean, um, it's not going to be electric. <laughs> No, but I think I think they get that done. I don't know. Um, hmm. All right. Oh, here's an interesting one. It's it's later in the night, but uh, let's do let's do number sixteen BYU versus unranked Notre Dame. Notre I had I'm telling you what I had BYU beating Notre Dame at the beginning of the season. 
I'm going to hand, stand tall and keep that prediction going BYU plus three and a half. I'll take Notre Dame. It's it's in Las Vegas. I, I think I mean this is a this is kind of like a marquee game for them. And it, I believe Notre Dame's coming off a bye. So they had time to prepare. I'll take Notre Dame minus three and a half here. All right. This is my tiebreaker. I don't know if you're if you'll if this is gonna be I'm taking Florida State plus three over NC State. I like it. I like it, Cass. That's my uh, tiebreaker. And we know we got more games to pick. But I didn't think you were going to put that on the list. So My tiebreaker? Um, yeah, this should – I mean, this This is my tiebreaker. Um, it's a late-night action. It's, it's interesting um, for, like, the at-large bid. Um, I'm going to go – it's Coastal Carolina at Louisiana Monroe – at Louisa Monroe, Coastal Carolina is only a They're fourteen. The I, I have thirteen and a half, so I, I'll take I'll take Coastal Carolina minus thirteen and a half. Um, there's no reason if Coastal Carolina is like the out large team that we think they are, um, and that offense is really good with Grayson McCall. Um, they're they're the thirty six best offense in yards in the country, um, and ULM stinks. They're two two hundred fifth. They're almost bottom of the barrel defense. Bomb the barrel. Um, they're just not a good football team, so there's no reason I think um, they shouldn't shouldn't at least um, cover Coastal Carolina. All right. Yep. Yeah. What about <laughs> first place? First place Illinois, home against Iowa. Illinois is a three and a half point favorite. I'm gonna go with Iowa on this one. I I think Iowa beats them, but but Brett Bielema has done a very good job. To uh, you got you got to commend him. They are um four and one. I mean they're four and one. They're on route to probably go to a bowl game, Illinois. Which I mean for them, it that that's immense. Uh, they just have to beat probably Nebraska, Purdue, or Northwestern. I think they could easily do that and get to a bowl game. Um, great job, Brett Bielema. Um, it's funny looking at the offensive disparity. Illinois is not even that good on offense. They're like 77th, but <laughs> Iowa's 261st. But, it's, I mean, that, that yeah. defense is legit, though. But Illinois has a great defense. They're 11. All right, we need two more. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, this is tough. Um, oh my goodness! Uh, I'm trying to find anything remotely interesting. What about you? Want to do Texas Tech, Oklahoma State? Um, nah. <laughs> I was trying to look at some MAC action. I was interested too. Kent State, oh. Miami, Ohio. They both Kent State beat. Uh, played tough against Georgia. They played t- uh, got smoked by Washington and Oklahoma. Miami, Ohio beat Northwestern. Kent State's a five and a half point favorite. Should we do that game? 
Yeah, let's do that. And I got one more action game. Give me the Golden Flashes just because they played FBF. They played Power Five conference teams. Give me Kent State. Can't read, can't write, Kent State. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I got pull it. I'm trying to all on my thing. There we go. Kent State, Miami, Ohio. Well, that's tough, Cass. I mean, it's <laughs> at Fred C. Yeager Stadium. Um, in Miami, Oxford, Miami. I'm just seeing. Like, I'm. I want a reason to pick Miami. They really haven't impressed. Uh, oh my goodness. Um. Oh yeah, Kent State kept it close against Georgia. Kent State, Kent State. Yeah, there you go. That's 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 all the data I need. I was looking looking through everyone's schedule and like kind of going over that. Kent State kept it close against Georgia. Like they covered absolutely. And they got um, but they got boat raced by Washington and Oklahoma, so they have the good team game experience. Here's a, here's the last game I think we should do. It's awesome action. Toledo, Northern Illinois. I was looking at that. Toledo's only minus five and a half. That dude, Daquan Finn, uh, monster. Absolutely, Toledo's covering there. I oh, don't yeah. know how they don't, honestly. That might be my lock of the week. I don't know. If Toledo doesn't cover there, I don't know. I just. What's the line? Five and a half. They favored? They are favored by five and a half. All right, we are different on BYU, Notre Dame, Texas, Oklahoma, and TCU in Kansas. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, that's that that's fair. I mean, we think we think our we I don't I don't ever try to be like, oh, you're doing this, so I gotta do this. Except last week when I was just in a hurry and I felt like crap. Yeah. Um, I actually like sit through and think about my picks and like how what's the best team to win here. All right. I kind of thought through my picks. It just wasn't a it wasn't a well looking at the data type thing. Yeah, I'm going to send you over these right now. While Cass is doing that, um, any other final thoughts? I guess before we kind of wrap up the show. Uh, no, tomorrow's well today or whenever this weekend's my wedding anniversary. Four years to my lovely wife, Megan, um, and for more years to beyond. You'll love to see that. Um, yeah, I got my I got my wedding shower next weekend. Uh, well, it's not my, it's the bridal shower, but I got I to gotta, I gotta kind of show up. I don't know really how this works. We'll, we'll find out. I never showed up to my wife's. I got to, like, show. I think I got to make an appearance at the end. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how these things work. Um, but... I mean, that really does it for me, Cass. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Uh, game is at 3.30, I believe. Four. I, four. Four. Thank God. Four. <laughs> uh, tune in. Um, Buckeyes, I think, should uh, win. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason why it's at four because Herb Street has to take a private jet from Lawrence, Kansas to East Lansing. Chris, uh, Chris Fowler, Herb Street, and Holly Rowe will have the action on the, on ABC. I love that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun day. Um, but as always, go Bucks and 
Go Bucks. Go Bucks. <laughs>